What's up, y'all? This is your boy Retro. And this is your girl Creole, and, and it's another, another episode, episode of All But yeah. yeah. Well, you guys, so let me tell you something. So we had a previous recording, but Creole and her friend felt that me and her husband went a little bit overboard. <laughs> so it's about two and a half hours long. Real, I think it's real good. That's some solid ah, clips. No, all of it is good. All of it is good. But Creole overanalyzed shit. So to make her but happy. Cle- no, clearly it wasn't just me. Because Naj felt the same way. Because y'all both born in this. Y'all both Sagittarius. So I, I'm convinced. And y'all are both Aries. Y'all so, it's too much. So I convinced that, you know, y'all full of shit. But anyway, I have it. It's going to go in the vault. I'm probably going to leak it one day. Without her knowing. She was like, where does extra episode come from? And why does it have so many numbers? And why are people seeing hate messages to say, And why are they talking about where they're canceling us? Doesn't matter. No such thing as bad publicity. But anyway. <laughs> so, today, we have another special guest. Because we're going to have to redo it another time with them whenever they got free time. That was like on a limb. Hopefully there's like a lot less of me hitting you and a lot less of her pinching I'm him. just not going to say shit anymore. <laughs> no, don't no, be that way. No, but see, that's the thing. You was complaining about me not being engaging. I was engaged. I guess I engaged too much. And then it's a problem. So. Oh, my God. Anyway, today we have a special guest. One Creole's relatives, cousins, childhood cousins. This is my Y'all favorite cousin. This is my this is the cousin I'm closest to. My favorite cousin. He's black. In case y'all didn't know. People uh-huh. think I have white cousins? Well you Creole Vixen, so they know it's mixed, so they don't they might think that's the white cousin oh or the God. black cousin. Because you got white people in your family. We already I don't have white people in my Ooh. family. The white people that was at your mama's funeral. We they already discussed are white skin. <laughs> they all look white. like they all look like insurance adjusters. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who are these people that like your mama owe money or something? Like, who are these people? She's like, no, that's my cousin, that's family. I'm like, please. Oh anyway, my God. But nah. And we you let their dad tell it he was dog skin. Please. <laughs> Creole showed me an old picture of her grand, her daddy mama. An old picture. No. Look, look like a white, look like an Italian. Not my daddy mama. Your mama, mama daddy. My, yeah, my mom's great grandfather. Yeah, and on her mom's side. And you show me a picture of her daddy. Oh, mom's dad. Yeah, mom's dad. Yeah, your mom's yeah. dad. Yeah, 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 he yeah, yeah. like a white Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you know, hair slick and everything. But oh, come on, good get you. <laughs> he look, he's he's a couple shades, not too far from. Trust me. <laughs> and shout out to Uncle Mark, you hear me? But look, we have would you like to go by your government name, sir? Or you No, not at all. No, no, okay. No government name here. Spider. Yes, sir. 
who also has a podcast. He has two podcasts. You got two of them? I have, dude, I have those podcasts. Those. Oh, sir, could you please welcome to. Oh, you remember <laughs> what a cla- hand clap Thank is? Because I sure don't be remembering. Appreciate it. I just got to remember to add it to it when I do it. <laughs> gotcha. Sir, can you introduce yourself? Go ahead, man. Yeah, what's going on? My name is Spider. Yes, I am Creole's cousin. I don't know why you had to quantify by calling me a childhood cousin, as if we were estranged and now I'm back into our life. <laughs> some some family members are like that. <laughs> well, we're not. <laughs> but yeah, Creole and I grew up basically like brother and sister almost, except we just didn't live in the same house. So that's uh, my bandmate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Kool-Aid shout out. Number one band. I don't know none of the shit they talk about. The you guys. This this is gonna be a one sided podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. They're gonna no, bring up not. shit that I don't even childhood shit. We're like, oh, okay, interesting. Oh, sure. well, you'll be able to at least react to it. Oh, so, right, right, I react yeah, to some it. of the crazy shit. But yeah, I, I have two podcasts. Mm-hmm. One for anyone who likes sort of a lifestyle type podcast where we just talk about things about our lives, our memories, things that we've experienced <laughs> as children and as adults. It's called the Spider Bites Podcast, and that's Bites B. Y-T-E-S. You can find that on just about any major podcast streaming platform. But the newest podcast that I have called All Things Super. All Things, okay. All Things Super. It's on YouTube. It's on a few podcast streaming platforms. We basically take new movies, TV shows, even trailers. We reacted to some trailers. But basically just anything in the super genre. Not necessarily just superhero, but anything that's like above and beyond what normal humans are capable of. So action movies, action comedies, stuff like that. Some of the recent things that we did that were outside of the superhero realm. We did Day Shift, Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg on Netflix. Yeah, we watched it. We also did Bullet Train. Because I, I, I used to, you know, when I had time, when I was working overnight, I used to listen to the- with Brad Pitt. I still want to see that. Yeah, we got to see that. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you want to hear some reviews about those type of movies, you can find us. Yeah. All Things to Spider Bites mm-hmm. when I was doing my overnight. When did you start this one? All Things Super started back in March. So okay. we haven't been doing it too long. But we had a, a a big push, at least on our YouTube platform, after San Diego Comic-Con happened and all the trailers got re- released and everything. A big push got some engagement from that, doing some trailer reactions. And that's what's up. That's what's up. See, I got to get my. See, I, I have. Well, you know what? Get on your cousin ass about this because Uh-oh. technically she's supposed to have another podcast of her own. And it's in the mix with Vix. Yeah. And I recorded an episode and it, like all the audio was garbage and unsavable. So, yeah. But you, you had time you could redo it. But <laughs> she, she recorded. He stayed getting me in trouble. She recorded one episode and never even pushed it. I did and push she, it. She barely pushed it and got, got people, got a couple of downloads for it. Because unlike, you know, you know how your cousin is. That's all I got to say. But yeah. <laughs> If you could get on her ass about that so she could be doing that more. Yeah, you need to do that. I'm going to check out the YouTube thing because like I say the spider bites. I remember listening to. Didn't you have somebody from across seas on there or they weren't from here? Well, when we first started, yeah, we, we first started with spider bites. We had four hosts, which was a bit of a daunting task getting four people audios. In right. Because none of us were in all in same place. Right. Um, I'm here in Louisiana. We have another host, our co-host, Ashley. She's in Michigan. We had another guy, Ethan. He was in Montana. And then we had Bean, who was in Mexico. Yeah. I never heard Ethan. I always used to catch you, Bean. Yeah. And, and Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. So Ethan was on the first few episodes with us. He, 
Keaton had gotten into a bad car accident a few months in to start Damn. a podcast. He's okay. I hear from him every now and then. But life changed, so he had to kind of take a step back from the podcast. But Ethan is actually the person who kind of inspired me to start podcasting because it was just he and I were having a conversation one day and he was, I remember posting on social media talking about how, you know, have all of these thoughts, you know, conversations that you want to have and then you kind of feel like you can't really talk to anybody about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just stuff that you want to kind of get out. And so he came, he approached me. He was like, hey, man, you still talking about wanting to do that podcast? And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I don't know who would be on it. I don't know how it would you know, go about doing it, all this other kind of stuff. And he was like, listen, if you're really serious about it, it's like, I'll do it with you. Yeah. And so we went and we actually held auditions. We posted on social media and said, hey, auditions? Yeah, oh. we had auditions. We had like, they were doing, taking it serious. <laughs> we're taking it real serious. We had some people send in some audio clips, just like, what's your name? Where you're from? Tell me a little bit about yourself and hey, why you're a, a good fit for being a podcast host. And so that's how we ended up meeting Bean and Ashley. But yeah, so Ethan had to drop out just do some life stuff and then Dean had to drop out due to some life stuff as well and so now it's just me and Ashley and every week or at least almost every week you know we just get together we, each of us bring up a topic and we just talk about it for yeah. you know about an hour at a time hey there's no problem with that I mean it's still going like, yeah right especially uh, like you say because everybody's different places and yeah. different lifestyles and stuff like that it's like tricky getting schedules together because I mean right we're a freaking couple and it's like a a bitch trying to get schedules lined <laughs> exactly. up. Like, that's why, like, the podcast kind of fell off for a while. Cause it was like, I was here, he was there. We can't record. We ain't got enough time here. Work and, schedules, you know, it's just crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I get trying to, like, get it, but it's like cool that y'all able to, like, still, even if it's just y'all two to yeah. keep it going. So Spider Bites is 200 and I want to say 200 and like 16, 17 episodes in. Damn. Yeah, yeah so y'all in deep. Coming up on the 17th of this month, we will have been podcasting for four years? Cool. Five years. Damn. Yeah, we started in 2017. With two years. We're two years in, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're two years time in. Goes by that so time goes fast. That time flies by. It's it really so does. fast because it feels like we just started. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's already been two years. It's crazy. Yeah. So being that you've been doing it for going on five years, you're a vet compared to us. Is there any advice or any anything that you learned over the years that you can kind of shed light on us or, you know, just suggestions or, you know, because do you are you able that's the thing. Like, are you able to see how many subscribers you have and all that or? Depending on the platform, because we originally started hosting our podcast on Buzzsprout. That was one of the ones that I saw that offered those different type of analytics. And, you know, it, the price point for it wasn't too high to host a podcast. Once I started a second one, I was trying to look for something because, you know, we're not necessarily doing it for the money. So we're not really generating any kind of revenue out of it. So it was something that offered. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that I'm be opposed to earning money. Right, I'm just right. saying when you start now, you don't really earn much. Right, no, no. One of the things that because I got asked this question a, a couple times before is and I'm pretty sure what you, you all are already doing is be flexible. You know, you have a schedule, you can set forth that schedule, but if it's something because we all work full time jobs, we got other responsibilities that we got to do in life. So this is sort of a hobby type thing. Just, you know, if you can't make it a week, sometimes that week could just have to get skipped. 
because we have been trying to do weekly podcasts, but stuff will happen. Internet goes out. Audio gets destroyed yeah. to where you try to, you know, put out like episodes. You, re- you record two hours and like start listening to back to it. It's like, oh my God, yeah. the audio is it's just absolutely a disaster. Horrible. Yeah. And just for sometimes those episodes, they just, those episodes just don't come out. Put them in the vote, baby. <laughs> yep. Put them in the vote. But yeah, being flexible is probably one of the, the things that I recommend the most. And especially because we do all of our recording remotely. Like I said, Ashley's in Michigan. I'm in Louisiana. So we do everything online. So sometimes the systems that we use, they don't want to act right. You know, we try to record it. The recording doesn't want to act right. Again, audio gets messed up. So sometimes you get like, you know what? This one isn't going to happen this week. Let's try, you know, try again for another day. We'll st- still try to get the episode out this week. Or, you know what? This week just doesn't work. We'll just try to get it out the next week and just try to come back. Another thing that's very important, depending on how you want to grow your audience, is just that engagement. Just being able to reach out via social media, promote yourself as many places as you can. Stuff like this, guesting on other people's podcasts to try to cross an audience to see if you can garner attention from other people, other demographics and stuff like that. That's a, a good thing to build growth if you want to try to get more listeners. Because we used to have a big following in India, boy. They loved us in India. <laughs> Bollywood, it was, it was like they were leading over the the U.S. numbers. Mm-hmm. We had big numbers in India. Right. And but, that's the, the funny thing because you look at those analytics and everything. And so you're not necessarily getting a response from anybody. Like they're not reaching out on social media right. or giving you any kind of feedback or anything like that. But the numbers are there. You can right. see that people are listening. Somebody's listening. listening. Somebody's yeah. listening. And we will sit here and be like, hey, man, reach out to us. Right. Exactly. Us, and we will shout out, hey, you in California. Yeah, because we have like a couple people from like places. Because, you know, we kind of... We kind of downplay some things. So we right. like, okay, we know somebody here. We know somebody there. When we see like what states. Right. We're like, okay, we, we know people in Arkansas. And right. okay, we know a person in Atlanta. Yeah. And okay, we know a person. That, we know Google people in Texas. You know, and all this stuff like that. So we able to like write it off. We're like, mm, that's our family. Right. Us. You know, <laughs> but like, there's like one from like Ashburn, Virginia. And it's like a person from, I think it's like Brooksdale or Brooks something. California, mm-hmm. you know, and so like like a couple places in California, and I know we have family in California, but they're all in LA. Right. But when I'm like looking this up, this is like Northern California. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how to do you know. So I'm like, okay, so we actually had some like random people that like picked up on us, yeah. you know. But we'd be like, reach out to us on social media, let us know who you are, because right. we are genuinely curious yeah. you know damn it nobody has done it yet <laughs> no we, responses don't, from nobody. we don't know nobody in minnesota <laughs> like nobody has <laughs> um, sponsor yeah but you know we don't keep pushing yeah absolutely you, you keep you know you keep reaching out and then at some point you know because one of the videos for all things super that we got the most attention on was we did a trailer reaction to the black panther wakanda forever trailer when that came out during san diego comic-con and that same day that we released that video, we also released seven other videos because they were all trailer reactions. So we like, you know, we want to catch this wave. People are looking through YouTube for trailer reactions and stuff like that. So we want to just kind of push them all out. We staggered them throughout the day. And, you know, even if it was because that was the last video that was posted that day or if just because a bunch of people were looking at trailer reaction videos for the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, however, the YouTube algorithm pushed you know, the first couple of days that it came out, you know, a couple of views, 10, 15 views or whatever. Since then, 
That video has populated, I want to say, close to a thousand views. Man. So it just kind of, you know, it just kind of blew up. And because of that, we saw that (laughs) we saw that we got more subscribers because of that, you know, and normally when people do that, they find a video that they like, they see the content or hosts or the content creators that they're watching. They're like, okay, I can kind of vibe with these people. Let me go check out some of their other you know, videos that they post. That's what I do. They go down a rabbit hole. Right. They I go down a do. rabbit hole of all the stuff, all the stuff that you've done. And it, of course, if they like it enough, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to subscribe to them because mm-hmm. I want to see the next thing that they come out with. And so as long as you're pushing out content, you know, like you said, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. So, you know, you're putting stuff out there. Somebody's going to see it. At some point, somebody's going to like it. And then if you're lucky, you know, get spread word of mouth or they'll share it on social media and somebody else will see it. And then just, you know, it keeps going. DDRM. DDRM. <laughs> Let me jump over this table. Right? I'll tell you later, bro. I ain't going on. Don't make me jump over this table. I'm telling you later, I hit bro. you enough last week. <laughs> Don't let me jump over this table. Shout out to all my listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the last piece of advice that I had to learn on my own was not to get discouraged. Because I remember when I started the Spider Vice podcast, you know, nobody was expecting instant success. Yeah. Because you are a drop in the proverbial ocean of podcasts. Yeah, for real. It's for real. Right now. And unless you already have some type of following, you have some type of stature, you have some type of gimmick where you have this already built in audience before you start your podcast, you're not going to come in with, you know, hundreds of listeners Mm -hmm. right off the bat. And so when I had started Spider Bites podcast and like, all right, we didn't put out like seven episodes nobody's listening like i'm promoting on social media i'm pushing it out because you know it was i'm thinking because it was to the point to where i'm advertising this like hey i'm starting a podcast we're looking for co-hosts and we got these responses back yeah so at least like me pushing it on the same platform was like hey here's the podcast so you think yeah you think that would turn into listeners right yeah but it doesn't always work out that way so after a few episodes and not necessarily getting any type of listeners any type of audience no type of growth i was like do i still really want to do this (laughs) all this effort for nothing yeah and so when we were doing it i was we were record on sunday I would edit it on Monday to push it out on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, it were four people, four different tracks of audio, making sure everybody's volumes are all level, you know, just dead air, cutting Mm. that out. And this is in in addition to me working a full-time job. And so also in the middle of football season too. Yeah, right. But so, yeah, me putting in all this work, all this effort and not getting anything in return. And it just really gave me pause like do i really want to keep doing this is this something that i really want to pursue and so i had to take a step back and had to think about like what am i doing this for why did i want to start this podcast and the thing about it was it's like it doesn't matter if i have an audience what i wanted to do was even if there's one person listening you know even if there's one person even if it's just my other co-host and they're the ones that listen to the show because I don't know about because most of the time it's it's just the two of Mm y'all, but you know, you're having a conversation, but you're listening. But even though you're in a part of this conversation, if you were to listen back to the show afterwards, you're like, 
oh shit, I don't even remember talking about this. Like, I don't remember hearing this. Well, yeah, part. a lot well, of times when does. I a lot of times when I write the because I'm the one that writes the bio, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times like when we finally after we edit it and all this stuff like that. Like, I know some of, like, the main stuff we may have talked about, because, like, sometimes we'll, like, be like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, we're going to touch on these things. But then we'll go off on, like, tangents and things like that that I forget about that are actually, like, really good to, like, tease about. But, like, I'll have to, like, re-listen to the podcast, because, like you said, I'll I'll re-listen to the whole thing and go, oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. And we did talk about that. Okay, well, I can, like, tease that in there, too. Yeah. And it's just, those are the things that I live for. Those, those, especially those tangents. Yeah. So like I said, with the Spider Bites podcast, Ash and I come up with a with a topic. So I have a question for her to answer, and then of course I give my answer. She has a question for me to right. answer. She'll give her answer, and then in between all of that, we just go off mm-hmm. go off down a, a dirt road into an area that has nothing to do with anything that we right. were originally talking about. And those are the things that just being able to have those conversations and right. being able to listen back on it and just like. This is what I wanted to do, because when I was younger, one of my dream jobs was to be a radio DJ, you to too. Be like a, a nationally syndicated radio same. DJ, kind of like, you know, you know, me and, yeah. me and you was going to school for like the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so as technology progressed, you know, the nationally syndicated hosts, they started kind of pushing out your local hosts. Yeah. Right. So we was talking about that. Yeah. So your morning DJs, your evening DJs. There wasn't as many slots anymore. Exactly. So you have your, your Steve Harvey's, your Ryan Seacrest, your Tom Joyner. They take over Ricky the local. Smiley. But the thing is, they're Ricky all Smiley, start right. like they're starting to retire and peter out. So now like it's like, well, you didn't push out our local people. Right. Now what? Exactly. You know? They need us. You didn't, you didn't force out our local people, but now you decide you're going to retire. Now what do we have? We have Brew. That's who we have now. <laughs> <laughs> Brew. He's uh, on the top 40 stations. He's oh. a, a, a naturally syndicated. Uh, really? Damn. I never. Yeah. yeah. He's <clears throat> so, that show how much I listen guy. to the radio. Exactly. Right. And, and then that's another But that's, like, I, but that's like I told you, old boy, I don't miss the I'm delivered. And I don't like men's no more. Right. Like him and a chick from basketball wise that that got an ankle monitor on her leg for like Jesus credit Christ. card fraud have a fucking morning radio show. And I'm like, this is what the fuck y'all putting on the radio? Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> and so, and like you said, just to show you how much you listen to the radio, a lot of people don't listen to the radio anymore. No. So they don't hear the morning host. Because like, they're tired of the music. They're mm-hmm. tired of the same host everywhere. Right. Because... Especially in the morning. Like, you miss that local. Yeah, that's right. what I was about to say. That's why I enjoy the morning, the morning and night. I miss those, you know, the local DJs because I can know what's going on in my area. Exactly. With the syndicated shit, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care about celebrity gossip because that's right. all they talk about. Exactly. Yeah, but that's the only. That's the only universal thing they could talk about. Right. They might bring up like some politics or like some news news every once in a mm-hmm. while, but because they got to try to be as general for like the hundred and some stations they report they um, doing it for yeah. in thirty something, forty something states, then yeah, then you got to stick to just celebrity gossip because that's the only universal thing you can right. really do because you can't report on the traffic in a certain area and you can't sit up there and report on the local news or none of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Keep going because Korea won't hit me for that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm... No, what were you about to say? 
That's the fucking algae eater up in there. That fucking big? Yeah. You haven't seen it in a while? Jesus Christ. You haven't seen it in a while? That looked like a shark. Yeah. Weren't you here like a couple months ago? I don't really look at the fish tank. But the algae eater always be hiding. He's like anti-social most of the time. Like this is one of the rare. He's the first one that I look for every time. This is one of the rare times he's actually like up against the glass I'm sorry. There's a big ass shark. In the fish tank. It used to be an algae eater. It used to be tiny. It used yeah. to be small. I remember when it was small. Nigga, you could cook that. <laughs> he is huge. Yeah. But back to back to the topic. But like I said, that's what I miss. And when like you said, we don't I don't listen to the radio no more. Exactly. Because one, they're playing the same shit over and over, they're playing mm-hmm. bullshit over and over. And like you said, there's no local hoax anymore. Right. I used to love, I used to listen to 102.9, DJ Chicken, and Big A, Posse Wine. Boy, I used to love listening to that. Growing up, I used to listen to 9 O'Clock Proper Zone. Tell me where you calling from. Come right. on, now. Like, I don't even know what Wayne doing right now. Wild Wayne is actually, he's doing like the earlier shift. So he does. Like the afternoon shift? Yeah, he does what A.D. Barry used to do. Oh, and okay. A.D. Barry's at 98 now. Yeah. But shit, and Uptown Angela is the programming manager now. Yeah, so I don't think she's on the radio as much anymore. Yeah, if they if they bring local locals back, local DJs back, and local shows back, radio will come back. But I ain't have to change this goddamn music that they play. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think either one of those things are gonna happen. But, no. <laughs> but being that people don't listen to the radio anymore, and that's what kind of gravitated about it towards podcasts. So, exactly. like, you know, my dreams. Station. My dreams of being a radio DJ. I know that's not gonna happen because it's just there. Like you said, there's not the slots anymore. Yeah, there's, there's no, no there's no slots available. anymore. Yeah. And so I felt that that was a a good way for me to, you know, I'm not playing music. I didn't want to be a radio DJ to play music. I wanted to be a radio DJ to help you know, other people share their stories. Right. And so interviews, right. Interviews and stuff like that, which was, you know, and not to get into my personal life too much, but I was a photojournalist. I was able to interview different people. And that was one of the, like the best parts of the job, like being able to talk to people and get their story, just being able to have people be comfortable because one of the hardest things to do when you're interviewing somebody, especially with somebody who's not used to being interviewed is making them feel comfortable yep. enough to want to talk to you. Cause they will clam up and give you one word answers. The worst thing in the world is to interview somebody and only get one word answers. And learning to ask open-ended questions yes. is an art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's really tough not to ask anybody a, a, a yes, a or yes no, question. no question, but mm-hmm. also even sometimes like you will ask somebody something, can even if it's open ended, and they'll just be like, you're like, can you elaborate? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it was wet, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you saw this helicopter crash, and what, what were your what was your takes on the on the situation? Wow, exactly. <laughs> Tragic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like you're just sitting there with your pity your pad and like, come on, man. You got a list of questions, you know, you have is like one word answers. Right. And but just being able to do that, being able to talk to people, being able to learn about other people. Because one of the things that I enjoy the most is being able to hear somebody talk about something that they're passionate about. And you see like that light in their mm-hmm. eyes when they're just like going just into excitement. It. Yeah. yeah. And they just go on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just talking too much. I'm like, no, I, I love that. Yeah. I enjoy that. I want to hear. This gives me good sound bites and right. not robotic sound bites. Exactly. Genuine responses from people is probably one of my favorite things in the world. But then that's what, you know, that's why I would I didn't mind having, you know, four hosts. 
because you get different perspectives, especially right. from four almost different corners of the world, of, of yeah. the continent. And so that's what kept me going. It was like, all right. So I had to reevaluate. I had to think about, you know, exactly why I was doing it. I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm doing it for, you know? And even like, because we've reduced from four hosts to down to two, it's probably like about a month ago, Ashley and I had a little conversation after we were done recording for the day. And we were just talking about, it's like, it's just so funny that it's been this long and we still have these conversations and we can still talk for an hour and a half. Like if we don't, if we don't cut ourselves off, we're just going to keep going. And I was saying, I said the day that comes where we can't fill an episode I said, that's probably the day that we have to hang it up. Yeah. Right. Or and, at least separate. Right. Find new And just yeah. do something different. And what she told me, she said, as long as there's news in the media, as long as there's pop culture things happening, movies, TV shows, songs, new artists coming out, she said, there'll always be conversation. Yeah. Always. And whether it be talking about the good shit that's coming out right. or the trash shit coming out, there's always going to be conversation. Exactly. And so that's what keeps me going. And so... Once you find that motivation to be able to realize why you're doing it, then I think as long as you hold on to that, then I think that discouragement won't settle in. Creole trying to quit her job. That's why she's doing it. <laughs> and I that's ain't mad at that either. That's why she be on my ass. <laughs> be on my head. No, but like, yeah, with the podcast. Nah, but like you it. said, like I, I wanted to be a radio DJ too. I wanted to be a VG, right? You know, because I, like I told you, like I hate, I hate freaking like e news, entertainment tonight, and how they do interviews these days because it's like all gossip and they never mm-hmm. like touch on actual stuff with the people. Like, if I did an interview with Entertainment Tonight about, like, something I had coming out, I'd be pissed after I, like, see my story because they literally right. don't share any, like, actual stuff that came out of the interview. Like, I'm not about to waste five minutes doing an interview with you only for you to only share the one soundbite of me talking about, like, the one time I met J-Lo because right. they're getting married this weekend. You know? Because yeah. I literally, like, watched the watched one story and it was, like, forgot what actress it was and she had a movie coming out and she was friends with Ben Affleck and they was like, yeah, she has a new movie coming out, blah, 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 blah. And we asked her how she felt about Ben and her best friend, Ben Affleck, getting engaged to Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, what do you got to do with a movie coming out? Not a damn thing. You know? And it's like, that's all y'all going to talk about? It's mm-hmm. like, y'all going to tie everybody to, like, somebody else's yeah. news, you know? And, like, E! News ended up dying because they, they literally made everything about the Kardashians. Right. Like... They would just like do a whole block that was just like, oh, and Kylie was seen leaving a restaurant and Chloe was seen with Tristan and Courtney was seen doing this and Kim tweeted this. And I'm like, who <laughs> cares? <laughs> like, I want to know about the movie coming out right. and like, what was it like for this person to do their own stunts and this type of shit in interviews? Like, give it to me at length. Right. Give me at least like a minute package on the movie or something. I don't mm. care. Do not give me like a whole like from commercial to commercial because if y'all don't know what a block is. From commercial to commercial of like just Kardashian news of literally like 
where we spotted one of the Kardashians or the Jenners. I don't care. Yeah. And that's, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what killed E! News. They're like, well, nobody's watching anymore. No one cares about the Kardashians. <laughs> exactly. Just because they got a show on the network don't mean they got to be like all about them while y'all give like 25 second stories about like actual entertainment news. Right. Like, why would they waste their time like interviewing with y'all when y'all only going to use like a quick soundbite of like, oh yeah. You know? What do you think about this dress that Kim wore? I don't, I don't shit. care. Like I'm promoting a movie. I'm promoting music. Like right. this is what I want to talk about. And but even like before all of that, like I always wanted to tap into like an, a music artist's mind. Like mm-hmm. what inspired this song? Like what were you going through at this time? Mm-hmm. Like you know they don't do that no more. No, and, and that's why I wanted want, to get into radio and being a VJ and all that stuff. They want the gossip. They want the downfall. Yeah, they want it's all the about bad. the gossip. It's all about what's juicy. And now the thing about it is that the question that every because now you have these quote unquote influencers, they're pulling them in to interview celebrities. Like they'll bring an influencer to a red carpet and no animal. No, well. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, like a regular a mixed drink or something. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you can ask like <laughs> we're all adults. We're over twenty one. I because he was telling stories. Yeah, yeah, I got so. you. That's so they like a bunch of people on TikTok, Instagram influencers, and all this other kind of stuff. They're bringing them to premieres and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They're allowing them to. They're letting them do like that. the red carpet at the Met Gala. Yeah, and so now the thing about it is, is that because the MCU is sort of taking over everything, mm-hmm. so that's the question that. It seems like it's a prerequisite for everybody to ask. You know, they ask Keanu Reeves, they ask Jude Law. You know, anybody who's not currently in the MCU. Yeah, do you plan like, on being oh, in it? Are you, you have any plans of being on the MCU? Oh, if you were in the MCU, who would you play? Yeah, about oh, to say, what would you do? Well, technically, Jude Law is, but not Jude Law. Ewan McGregor. Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking of. And so they asked him. They asked him. It's like, oh, well, when do you plan on joining the MCU? He was like. Well, I'm kind of already in this thing called Star Wars, so you know I feel like that's a big enough property. Right. Where it's like, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a big deal, right? In case you haven't noticed, and it's like how I'm in a bigger franchise now. Exactly, how tone deaf that you have to be is like, oh, you're already a part of this huge. You yeah. know, franchise. When are you going to join this and other ben. one? Ewan McGregor has been. Yes. <laughs> He's been a part of Star Wars for good, what? What, since like 2000, 2001? Some, whenever, whenever the Phantom Menace came yeah. out. Yeah. It was been, it's been a minute. I don't know. But yeah, and it's just like, I sit here. They don't, they don't know what to ask. Exactly. So they revert back to all of these same old questions. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll sit here and I'll see these interviews. And I'm just like, I have so many questions. I'm like, me personally, I wish that I could be a part of this interview process just because I understand you only have a limited amount of time for, you know, to ask them questions, but that's just even more so you should be able to like, I want to ask this person something that they've never been asked before. Yeah. And then you get to those interviews where you see these celebrities get asked these questions <laughs> and these celebrities, they light up. I remember, I can't remember what the movie was, but Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal were doing like a press tour together for mm-hmm. whatever the movie was. And this one interviewer asked them questions about like a pair of socks or something like that. And it was like, you know, do you enjoy like walking around with like not having I, shoes? I've seen that yeah. clip and it, it's the, yeah, it's, it's like one so of the best because they are just so like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like so excited. Exactly. Like, and so for, and 
I guess for whatever publication that that reporter was, you know, interviewing for, they may not see that as, oh, this is good news because, you know, yeah, you can ask some questions about, okay, what was it like shooting the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about what it was like on set. You know, like you said, if you're doing your own stunts, what was that like? I know Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi, he like went into detail, like one of the things, and I know he probably got tired of talking about it after a while, but he said that he didn't know martial arts going into before he got, you know, when he got cast yeah. as Shang-Chi, who is the master of martial arts. Right. <laughs> and so like just going through his whole training process and everything that he had to do and then his progression into like, <laughs> what? Yeah, we're t- we're turning into drink champs apparently, because <laughs> he's bringing the whole bottle. <laughs> Listen, he, he, the man is giving us choices, so yeah, I, I no, can't I have no problem that. with it, but it's just funny. Like we're full drink champs mode in here now. We got the bottles in the middle of the table. Everybody got their drink. <laughs> you're just missing the weed, but all of us got jobs where we get drug tested. So right, exactly. uh, some of us do, <sighs> but I'm um, for a job. So. But yeah, so it's just being able to see those interviews. And it's like, I appreciate what they do and being able to ask those questions because I have a million questions that I want to ask celebrities that I know I can't because I'm not in that sphere. Yeah, and I want you to ask them for me. If I can't ask them, right. I want you to ask them for me. I told because I do all things super well, my brother Frankie. And he when he was asking me about like, what's your goal like what do you hope to achieve with this podcast and i said i want to be the one to be able to go on red carpets i want to go to premiere yeah you know not because i was like oh and you know i want to be in the spotlight it's like no i want to be able to have the opportunity when the next mcu movie is coming out to be able to to be able to <laughs> to you know talk to brie larson you yeah. know and, and ask her and i want to ask the questions that i know other people really want to hear right I'm not going to ask her, oh, who are you wearing? Oh, who do you yeah, do? I don't hair? care. I don't care. As much as I love fashion, I don't care. Right. Exactly. And at least at least not in that setting. Yeah. Met Gala. Yes. Who are you right. wearing? And that's that's the Oscars different and stuff. Style. Yeah. Who are you wearing? Movie premieres. I don't care about who you're wearing. The movie's finally here. What can we expect? Right. You know, how is it doing your own stunts? You know, what's next? Right. Kate Casey's with next Tom Holland. I know you know. I know you can tell me. I know you can tell me. They keep Tom locked in the dungeon. <laughs> That's why I sent you that that meme from Kanto. <laughs> There's like MCU marketing team. Right. Tom Holland who just read the script. <laughs> so look, since we're talking about movies and everything. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main reasons why I'm on your ass here today. And me binge watching shows last night. <laughs> I had to catch up. Oh, have you watched Miss Marvel? Yes, I have. Of course he is. So, are they about has. to introduce? I'm offended you even asked me that question. Hey, I, I, I have to. It's just a podcast. <laughs> so, with that being said, yes, are they about to introduce mutants? The word mutant, yeah, into <clears throat> the Marvel universe. Yeah, absolutely. This is the first time in the MCU that they've been able to say the word mutants because of Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox, who had the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four, Deadpool, all of those. So now that Disney owns them, you know, we see all of these on Disney Plus now, they can say the word mutants. The And the funny thing that I found out after all of this happened, I don't know if you remember the Inhumans show that was on ABC. You know what? I started to watch that a little bit. Don't worry about it. Nobody watched it. That's why it got canceled canceled mid-season. I'm not going to lie. I started, I watched the first, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. 
So the thing about it is, and the reason I bring up the Inhumans is because in comic lore, Miss Marvel was an Inhuman. She went to kind of like how, what they did with the with the show, and spoilers for anybody who didn't watch the show. She oh, went to so, <laughs> she it's went been to, out for a couple months. Yeah, it's been out for a bit. <laughs> you do it to yourself. But she went to sort of like a convention, kind of like she did in the show. Yeah. It was called A Day. It was a thing to celebrate the Avengers, and there was this accident with this stuff called the Terrigen Mist. Which basically inhale it, it messes with your body physiology mm. and it turns you into an inhuman. The reason that Marvel created the Inhumans is because they didn't have the rights to the X-Men. At that time. At that time. Gotcha. So this was sort of the answer to them being able to create a property so they could create the TV shows, the movies right. to rival Without the X-Men. Right. Because 20th Century Fox had X-Men. Mm-hmm. They were doing you know, the whole thing with Wolverine and all the other kind of stuff. So Marvel was like, okay, well we need some kind of substitute where they're mm-hmm. mutants or they're mutated people but they're not mutants. Right. And so that's when they came out with the Inhumans. So now that they have the rights back to all of the X-Men, all of the, the mutants and the properties and everything. Thank God. So now they yes. can introduce mutants into the MCU. So this is sort of just like they're they're opening that door. Because am I am I crazy? I keep telling retro, am I crazy? They did refer to Wanda as a mutant in yeah, did they not no. in Doctor Strange? Nope. She was no. not a mutant. She was nope. an enhanced individual. Yep. No, but when they had the Illuminati, I could have swore they, they called her a mutant. No, they didn't. No, not in the Multiverse no. of Madness? Yeah. No. No, no not even with Professor X. We didn't know they didn't refer to her as a mutant. I don't think they referred to Wanda as a mutant because no. for them to refer to Wanda as a mutant, then they would have to go back because what they did is they didn't necessarily say because remember in WandaVision, how Agatha told her that she already had powers before right. they Hydra tested, you know, right. it was already in her. her. Yeah, it was already in her. Yeah. yeah. But they never like outright said that she was a mute. Gotcha. I don't know why I thought I heard them actually like call her mute. It was in maybe, WandaVision. Maybe, maybe was, I assumed because Professor X was right. there. In yeah. WandaVision, it was tiptoeing around. around. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. And now I, I would ask you this when you saw. Doctor Strange, the universal multi multiversal madness. Mm-hmm. Like, and when you saw Professor X came out like the comic book version of Professor X. Mm, not the comic book version. The X-Men 96. I mean, yeah, I'm though. sorry. The, <laughs> the cartoon version. Yeah, the cartoon version. The when you saw that version. shit, did you like, did the kid in you just giggle? This was like, hell yeah. Oh because not, was so not, only, not only did he come out in his signature wheelchair, his signature suit, yes. but they also, if you listen to the music, that was the theme music yes. from the 97, yeah. 96 show. And that's what got me. Because, you know, of course, I, I try as much as I, you know, as much as within my power, I try to avoid spoilers. I try to avoid, you know, things that are least and everything because she, they, 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 they flow out. Peach will go on social media because there's a fine line between theories and actual spoilers. Yeah. Right. And they like to dance all over that line. People right. love to do that on social media. Because I thought I saw a tra- I saw I saw that trailer or I saw a clip of it and mm-hmm. sometimes because me and Creel, whenever shit drops, we'll send it to one another. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be something excuse me, something that's made. Fan made. Fan fan made. Trailers. So yeah. when I saw it, I couldn't find it. I said, well, maybe it was fan made. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that shit, I said, what the fucking word? Yeah. And so because they, they released a trailer where you see 
Professor X kind of roll up. You kind of look over his shoulder and you hear his voice is like, why don't we tell him the truth? And you heard that. I was like, and the internet went crazy. Like, is that Patrick Stewart? Yeah. Is that Patrick Stewart? Like, no, that can't be Patrick Stewart. I gotta be like somebody that, and then the thing about it is that these, <laughs> these fucking actors lie because Patrick oh, they Stewart. they lie so much. Patrick yeah. Stewart was asked and he, they were like, are you in Multiverse of Madness? He said, you know, he, whatever reasoning he gave, but of course he didn't just outright say well, that he wasn't in it or not. And so, I I wish that I I wish that they didn't put that in the trailer because that would have just been a great like all of the other Illuminati members like seeing John Krasinski mm. as Reed Richards Mr. Fantastic was excellent because yes. the internet has been pushing for him to be yeah. Mr. Fantastic. And I think he's gonna be a good one. I don't know if he's gonna be in it though. Why? Uh, because of this? Well, no, not because of this. But you, it because, was a multiverse type thing. Yeah. So people are reporting that they don't believe that John Krasinski. They think that it's gonna be somebody else. And uh-huh. rumors. I don't know if you guys watched you on Netflix, but the guy that plays Joe on you. There are some rumors that you? he's going to be no, no. no. Like I said, it's just I rumors. love, I love him. God, God, I love him. But no, no yeah. man. No. Oh boy, he was. No, like, I think John Krasinski would be the, would be the better fit. I agree. But no, I don't, I don't it. think. I don't think. No, I don't think. No. I can't think his name. But no, I can't. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but so like creepy. The, <laughs> I'm just sorry. I mean, he plays. He plays Joe too. You know how some actors yeah, they play, they play, play too well. They play like psychotic too well. Yeah, but I've like seen interviews with him. Like going back to like good interviews, mm-hmm. where he like talks about like he's like. Sometimes, like, I don't even think I'm trying to mm-hmm. be creepy, which worries me. Because he said, like, he, they were taking, like, the promotional pictures for the movie. Yeah. And it was just, like, the picture was just, like, old girl laying in the bed and him just, like, standing next to the bed. And he just, like, stood there. And he said, everybody else went, whoa. <laughs> he was, like... I haven't done anything yeah. yet. <laughs> he just creepy. Man. He was like, it worries me, like how creepy people think I am. Apparently, yeah. but like he looks like a totally different dude when he like grows his beard and mm-hmm. grows his hair he's longer. Like actually, like, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's not that creepy looking in real life yeah. because he's normally like bearded and stuff. But like he plays Joe it creepy. so well on the <laughs> show. But I don't see him. I don't see, see him that motherfucker as, in the street. I'm yelling, Joe. I don't see him as Reed though. Where's yeah. love? But yeah, fuck that. Nah. But yeah, it's just it's just stuff like that. Like John Krasinski was kept under wraps, <clears throat> and Captain Marvel, the the variant of Captain Marvel. Yeah. With I can't think of the actress's I name. I can't think of the actress's name, but the yeah. one that played the friend. Yeah, yeah, the one that played Maria Rambo. She came back as Captain Marvel. That was kept under wraps. And um, then your girl Peggy Peggy Carter. Yeah, but it, people were already. Because, of course, people do frame by frame breakdowns of trailers mm-hmm. and they try to analyze everything. And so when the trailer came out and they saw that there was a sort of powered individual kind of flying through the air fighting Wanda, some people thought it was what they call a superior Iron Man. And so they thought that that was going to be Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise had been rumored to they said he wanted to be Iron Man. Yeah. He was originally considered to be Iron Man. But it was like he... I remember him saying that he was like he would have played too much into the asshole part yeah. of Tony Stark, but he wouldn't have been a lovable asshole. I'm yeah. sorry, I, and Robert Downey Jr. He he would always be Iron Man, okay? Because because okay, Tony fucking... Stark is Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Downey, <laughs> Downey Jr. is Tony I Stark. I don't care what. Like bitch. any interview you've seen of Robert Downey Jr., he is Tony Stark. Pretty much. All day, every day. <laughs> even when he talks about, even when he's doing interviews for different movies. Yeah, that's Tony. 
Yeah. I, he was on he was on Jimmy Kimmel and they had asked if like anybody had took anything from the show. And he was like, I told them I want the aid from the Avengers headquarters. I have it. <laughs> right. I have it. So like you said exactly like that. It was like you really have it. I have it. <laughs> it's just, and it's just something Tony would do. Like, right. I want the A from the Avengers headquarters. Right. You know how big that is? I don't care. I like, want I it. I want it. <laughs> I'm Tony Stark. It's my headquarters. I created it. Just like Tom Holland is Spider-Man all the time. Yeah. He's he's Peter Parker all the time. He's always going to be Peter Parker. Fuck was, Spider-Man. It was so hard. Wait, what did you just say? I don't... I say fuck Spider Man because I am so mad. He's mad at the end of the uh, end of oh No Way Home. No Way Home, yeah. Why are you mad at the end of No Way Home? This is bullshit. <laughs> okay, the man lost enough already. That's Spider Man's story. Okay, Spider Man's story is one of loss and tragedy. Fuck that. And if it's shit. anybody who knows Spider Man, it's this one. Fuck that shit, man. He lost Aunt May. Then he had to sit here and. Everybody had to not know who the fuck he was. So here's the thing, and I, I tell us to everybody who who says that you know it, it did life is over for Peter Parker. It's not over for Peter no, Parker. No, it's not over. What it is is that no one knows who Peter Parker is. That's not to say that he can't reintroduce himself to people. And so yeah, so he has to but go back has, to square one. But and that's I feel for that man. Like that's fucking hurt. To sit here, this is a girl who you fucking love that you you fought, did all kinds, and then bitch, you blipped away, you blipped your ass back. Like, you've been through a lot, Peter Parker, and now yeah. you gotta sit here and start back from square fucking one. I'm fucking Spider-Man. I am Spider-Fucking-Man, and this is the fuck I get. That's, that's his that's, life. That's, that's the life of a superhero. Life. That, Sadly, that's why I was a superhero. I ain't gonna lie, it was a fire ass movie. Oh, I was so, oh man, when, they, when I saw all of them together, oh, that shit just made that was me so another excited. Moment, that was another moment that when when Andrew Garfield first stepped out of that portal. Yes. And just that scene between him and Zendaya, yeah. <laughs> she's throwing a bread. She's like, I want to see if you have the tingle thing. I have the tingle thing, just not for bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you could do? He, no, but him jumping up, he was like, well, What can you do? <laughs> and just stick it's to just the a cell. lightest little hand. <laughs> and she was like, What does that prove? He was like, This proves I'm Peter Parker. No, it doesn't. Like, well, what else do you want me to do? Crawl around. He's like, No, I'm not going to crawl around. <laughs> And then they had a grandma come there. He's like, came dusty. Why you there? Can you get the spider webs out of the corner? And he's just like, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no to the grandma. Nah, you couldn't. And then Tobey Maguire comes and it's just look like, like, oh, looking like a youth. <laughs> like, do you have your suit or you just always walk around looking like a youth pastor? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just that entire interaction between the yes, three of them. I them love it. We talking about the, 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 the web shooter. Yeah, the fact like, that Toby it actually come comes out of, out of him. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out of him. They had to make their right. own. But right. the, the look that Andrew Garfield had on his face. <laughs> Like he was disgusted, but still at the same time intrigued. <laughs> that absolutely, that's probably that was probably the best. Like and the, just a lot the of the parallels no, that yeah. they did oh, from all I the previous love, movies. I love when your brother like, yeah. So I was part of this thing called I was part of this team called the Avengers. <laughs> great, that's great. That's great. what is that? <laughs> is that a band or you're part of a band? <laughs> Y'all don't have Avengers. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Tony was like, "What does this have to do with anything?" <laughs> 
But yes, I love man. Now, okay, since we're talking about movies and shit, and it was saying Andrew Garfield like ad libbed, I love you guys. Of like before they jumped, like before they like ran, he was like, just one more thing, I love you guys. They were like, he was like, like I ad libbed that. Like he's like, I just had to say it because I just loved every minute of it. And that's why we're like. Thank you. <laughs> and he was saying, like, literally the very first time they all met each other and saw each other in the suits, mm-hmm. they made them do the meme. Of course. It was like, that was the very first time. And it's like, we were giggling the entire time because we were just trying not to look at each other's junk. <laughs> what meme? The, 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 the three Spider-Men, like, pointing at each other. I would have to see that. It was. Oh, God. I don't I'm, be on Instagram like that. Oh, you know that I feel like you would have had seen it at some point. But it was basically an image taken from the 1960s Spider-Man cartoon where Spider-Man is basically facing another Spider-Man and they're both pointing at each other like, you know, you're Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man, but you're Spider-Man. And so they recreated the meme for the three Spider-Mans from the movies. So yeah, it was sure. Tom Spider-Man, Andrew Spider-Man, Toby Spider-Man. And so they're all pointing at each other. And so I think they did it a couple of different times. They did it once while they were in the suit and then once while they were outside of the suit. Did you did you send him the shit you sent me? No. You got to send that shit to him. <laughs> no, it's like a guy. It's He's dressed as like white spider. It's a black guy, but mm-hmm. he's like supposed to be white Spider-Man and black Sp- Spider-Man. And it's supposed to be like alternate universes. It's like, so, so... He- you don't know Iron Man? You mean the tungsten gentleman? Well, what about the Guardians of the Galaxy? You mean the, you mean the, the, the supervisors I, I, of the solar system? I, yeah, I, I have seen that. The black guy like kind of dreads yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I've seen that video. You got Ant Man? Who got Termite Man? <laughs> no, the white puma killed me. You got the Black Panther? No, we got the white puma. <laughs> No, there's a, there's a Captain America. We have Lieutenant Germany. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, a YouTuber. His name is Stephen He, and he does. He has like a whole bunch of these different movies where he acts like a, a stereotypical Asian parent, and so he is an Asian guy. So I don't want. Yeah, no, no, no. Like get the no, no. If it's if it's anything, if it's any group that does stereotypical parents, yeah. It's Asians. Like, they will imitate the mess out of their parents. Right. But, yeah, so he he has, like, a whole series where he's just, like, a guy. He goes into, like, a convenience store. He's like, uh, and I'm not going to do the accent because I'm not trying to get canceled. He's like, <laughs> I, I want to get a Mountain Dew. He's like, oh, yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah, we have it on that. Oh, and then it's like he just turns it to, and it's like, because, you know, like, in some... Asian countries, they'll have like knockoff products. Yeah. Uh, so say like don't or something like that. Yeah. You know, and it'll, it'll show a picture of that. He's like, Moncton, don't. <laughs> and it was like, you know. Yeah, um, it's good. It's good. He's like, oh, well, he's like, okay, well, I want to go to Subway. He was like, oh, well, we have a uh, railroad station. You know? <laughs> like, and so he had like a whole series of videos like that. It's you got to send me ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Check that out. But man, since we're talking about the movies and shit. Mm-hmm. Forever Wakanda. This is the How most. You messed that up. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Look, man. Give me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> How many sips you had of that? <laughs> tired. Man. So, look. There's a lot of heat out here about this fucking movie. Oh, of course. There's a lot of heat about everything. But, I mean, you know, there was a point where, you know, everybody's like, man, they shouldn't do it. They, you know, some people say they should re- recast T'Challa. Right. You know. Well, you know, before before we even get into that one, I'm going back to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to introduce a live action Black Spider Man? A live action Black Spider Man. Like, like, yeah, 
Yeah, at some point they're going to introduce my whatever because here here's the 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 rumor mill. The rumor mill is that be, even though that the Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man got so much flack when it came out. The Amazing Spider-Man Two was considered to be a flop, but there are still people that enjoy. I enjoyed. The I Amazing enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I, I feel like I was waiting for a third one. Right, and there was supposed to be a third one, but because. Two didn't do as well. There was never a third one. Now, with the positive reception that Andrew's gotten because of his appearance in No Way Home, one, they're planning on introducing or not or bringing both Andrew and Toby back into future Spider-Man properties. But there's also rumors going around that there's going to be an amazing Spider-Man three. And so the story of Miles Morales is that in the Ultimate Universe, Peter Parker is fighting the Green Goblin. Green Goblin is not the Green Goblin that we've seen in the movies. He's like this big menacing, like he's Hulk transformed. Yeah. But so after Peter Parker sustained some injuries and trying to protect the Avengers, Peter Parker got shot. And so even after he got shot, he's gone off and fought the Green Goblin. Green Goblin ends up killing him. But this is after that. And Miles already has found out that he's gotten Spider-Man powers. Mm. So now he's trying to fill the void that Spider-Man left. Gotcha. And so I don't know if they're going to adapt that same storyline into that movie. But I the, the rumors are that Andrew's next movie is going to introduce Miles Morales. Now, gotcha. will they maybe get to play Miles Morales? I don't know. Because okay. wasn't that a rumor or at least like confirmed that Donald Glover's character in the first Spider-Man was the uncle. Yeah, he played Aaron Davis. was Miles' uncle, yeah. He would be the Prowler. The Prowler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I'm all game for that too. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. And Donald Glover was actually, once Miles Morales was introduced, he wanted to play Miles Morales. But, you know, Miles is like 14. Well, yeah. He wanted to be Miles Morales in his younger days. Yeah. Like in his community days right. when he still looked like young. Yeah. Now he's very he's much bit, looks older. Yeah, yeah, and Miles stuff. old boy. <laughs> but he actually, and the, not the spectacular, in the Ultimate Spider Man series, I believe, he did provide the voice for Miles Morales mm. in the animated show. Right. So he at least got to do that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But back to the Black Panther. Okay. I want to know what what your take on the the trailer. What you what you think? What you do? Because obviously you have the reaction videos, but right. like here, <laughs> do you think Marvel know what they're doing in going forward with that franchise? One hundred percent. I have no doubts because everybody's looking at each Marvel Cinematic Universe property in its own little microchasm of this is this property. Oh, I don't see how this is affecting the MCU as a whole. I don't see how Moon Knight is playing into the whole MCU. I don't know how Miss Marvel I already is. know they're going to find a way to bring that in. <laughs> exactly. And people, are they always constantly question this doesn't seem connected. That's what there are a lot of. You the, must not be a real Marvel fan if you don't think anything's connected in right. some way. Just because we don't have these big cameos, because until the last episode, again, spoilers for Miss Marvel. If this wasn't, if they're not until the last episode of Miss Marvel, we saw Kamala Khan switch places with Carol Danvers. Right. And so it's like, there's your tie in. It's like, it's not a, 
a huge explanation to ask her to tie in. You know, this is not something but we'll find to, out when the Marvels come right out. when the Marvels comes out that is going to bring us together. <laughs> and so, for anybody who thinks that Kevin Feige and the rest of the Marvel Studios team, Joe Casada, Victoria Alonso, all these other people, that they don't have a plan for what's going on, they had a plan. Even I don't know if y'all watch She Hulk yet. Yeah. Okay. So even the first episode. Oh, we, pre- oh, we prepared <laughs> for this episode with you. So the first episode of She Hulk, <laughs> the one of the, the the driving conversations is Jennifer Walters is asking Bruce Banner, "Did Captain America die a virgin?" That yeah. was like the, the <laughs> biggest thing on her mind, and, and it doesn't get solved until an end credit scene. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the director and the writers actually went in an interview and said that. Kevin Feige already has, he knows who the woman was because we see in the show that Bruce said, well, in the pro scare scene that Bruce said, Steve Rogers lost his virginity on a USO tour, you know, and in 1942. Yeah. yeah. And so Kevin Feige knows who that exactly is. Exactly who that is. Exactly. And we're going to, and probably in the future, we're going to be like, he has a child. Like he Possibly. has a love child. Possibly. You know? but it's just those little like details that, people don't think about like I would say most people don't think about because you have a lot of diehard Marvel fans they wonder these things you know you know did Steve Rogers you know did Steve Rogers die a virgin you know does you know Bucky Barnes ever going to be you know the new Captain America you know there's like all these different hypothetical questions which I think is what drove them creating what if because they wanted to say well what if Ultron did get you know vision and get all the Infinity Stones Mm -hmm. what if T'Challa was abducted by the Ravagers instead of Stephen Quill. You know, just like all of these different hypotheticals. What if Peggy became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers? Yeah. You know, and so they have all of this stuff mapped out. So for anyone to say that they don't have a plan, now I do, it's understandable that the the untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman that kind of like had, a wrench in things. Yeah, yeah. a wrench in things and you had to reevaluate. But Ryan Coogler and his whole writing team and everybody at Marvel, you know that they all work together and say, okay, well, these, this is what happened in the story. This is what happened in the comics. So we can adapt at least some part of the comics to reflect, you know, who the new Black Panther is going to be, you know, because I don't believe that they're going to recast Chala. No. Because the, and it, and it's so funny. It's so funny how quick the internet turns because after Chadwick died, the first thing that people well, not the first thing, but one of the primary things that was on people's minds was what's going to happen with the new Black Panther, movie. right? And so everybody was saying, "Don't recast, don't T'Challa. recast, don't it, recast yeah. him because nobody else can be T'Challa beside Chadwick Boseman." Facts. And now that the movie is getting closer to coming out, now all of a sudden they want it recast. They want to recast him because some <clears> people are <throat> saying we don't want to see Shuri as the Black Panther. We don't want to see Nakia as the Black Panther. Well, and I heard a lot of like, oh, black people bullshit of they're trying to kill our kings. I'm like, y'all do know he died in real life, right? Right. Like, it's this is not like, this is not like he got in trouble with the law and it like kicked him out of the series. Right. This man died in real life. Like, this is not a we replaced him. Like, because I definitely saw like, they're trying to kill off our kings. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, y'all literally was like, don't, like you say, y'all literally was like, don't recast him. Because that was Chad Bozeman's Chad Bozeman's role to have, and that was him. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all initially was like, "Don't recast him." 
Now that the trailer come out, now all of a sudden y'all like, we need to recast T'Challa because they're trying to get rid of our kings. And you know, this is part of like a bigger conspiracy to get rid of like, shut up. You know, <laughs> but it's it's all kind of stupid reasons that all of a sudden now that the trailer's out, now all of a sudden they want to recast T'Challa. But like you say, I trust Marvel has always had a long game. Yeah. Marvel has always had a long game because even from like the first Iron Man, they had a long game to get to Avengers. They had a long game to get to Endgame, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have a long game to get through like phase four and five and six. You know, they have a long game of how it all will tie together somehow. From the very first MCU movie, (laughs) Iron Man, there was a post credit scene. Nick Fury came in. He was like, I want to talk to you about the Avengers yep. initiative. So from then forward, they had a plan in place. They had a plan they already had- to introduce the Avengers. Right. So, you know, all praise to the lords over there at Marvel. I'm going to switch up on your ass. Uh-oh. DC. I don't even want to talk about it. DC. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, I had so, have you seen the new Batman? Yes. What you, what's your thoughts on the new Batman? It's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like how many times are we gonna? How many times are we gonna recreate Batman? I'm just thankful that we didn't have to see Martha die over her pearls again. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of seeing the pearls falling. Nah, <laughs> I, what I like about literally the, the exact thing they do every time. Every single she time. gets killed. It's, it's like it's, it's like the thing with Uncle Ben. I'm tired of seeing Uncle Ben die. We know Uncle Ben died. Right. Uncle Ben is going to stay dead. Right. There, there are two things that is always going to be cemented in superhero lore. Superman is always going to be weak to kryptonite. Uncle Ben is going to stay dead. There's no... If anybody else come back from the dead at any point in time, except Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben will never come back. He's Once Uncle he ben dies, will never come back. he's always Mark dead. Wayne will never come back. Yep. So, what I liked about the new Batman was how they showed that, you know, the Waynes weren't this squeaky clean right family. they weren't the, these these philanthrop philanthrop philanthropic yeah that's the word i was looking for the uh, the you know these these benevolent people you know and it's they were in a dirty city so they weren't squeaky clean like right because they always did try to make the wayne's like they were the one squeaky clean family out of all of this dirt and grime like right. They actually introduced that storyline in the Batman video game, the Telltale series. They they introduced this whole thing. It was a lot more involved with Oswald Cobblepot playing the Penguin. He was a lot more involved because in the game, he and Bruce grew up as childhood friends. Mm. But there have been different iterations of between video games, comic books, TV shows, animated movies and stuff like that about the, the Wayne legacy. And yeah, it, it's more plausible that these people, these wealthy people, because absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you have, you're the 1%, you know, you're at the top of the top. And how are you going to stay there? You can't just stay there by doing good deeds. No. You know, there's, it, it's an implausible thing. It's not realistic. It's going to come to a point. Right. It's going to come to a point to where if you want to stay at the top, you have to do some dealings with the CD underbelly of Gotham. So, you know, and yeah, it's a it's a nice take on the on the Batman story. Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. I feel like he didn't really do anything as Bruce Wayne. And I feel like the best Batman gives you the the dichotomy of being a good Bruce Wayne 
and a good Batman. It's the same thing with Spider-Man. And it's always going to come back to Spider-Man. Being a good Peter Parker and being a good Spider-Man. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire, great Peter Parker, horrible Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield, he was a little kid, Peter Parker, great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland, you got the best of the both worlds. Because right. you, Peter Parker has to be nerdy, just awkward, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Spider-Man has to be quippy, you know, and it's basically it's like two ego. different it's a, people. It's a right. true alter ego type deal. And and <laughs> Tobey Maguire didn't have the quips of Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield, honestly, was just too hot to be Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> he, very he was, and that was the only thing. He was too good looking he to be Peter Parker. He was too good looking to be Peter Parker. And he wasn't, he wasn't awkward. He was, he actually was like, it made it weird that he was bullied because like he actually was, came off as pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed too smooth. He just, you know? he was smart. He wasn't mm-hmm. a nerd. He was just, he was a smart, good looking guy. Right. And then you see, even though in, and I know we're going to get back to Batman, but even in Homecoming, we didn't see Peter getting bullied or anything. Well, we see Flash making making fun of him, calling him Penis Parker and all the other kind of stuff. But you saw that it was just him and Ned. He didn't hang out with anybody yeah, else. No. You know, he didn't, you they know. They did their nerd thing. They were simply building the Lego, right. the Lego Death Star. He, like, he was, he was pining after, I can't think of her name. I can't think of her name, but it wasn't, it wasn't MJ at the <laughs> right, time. Right, it wasn't MJ at the time. Liz. Yeah. Yeah, so he was pining after Liz, but of course, until we get that scene where, you know, they ask each other out to the dance, you know, we, we don't see that Liz is even interested in him. Yeah. You know, in Amazing Spider-Man, we see that when, you know, she knows who Peter is and she's trying, she's actually reaches out to Peter after Peter gets punched in the face. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, what's your name? He was like, you don't know my name. I've been sitting behind you. I know your name. I just want to know if you know your name. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, she reached out to him and in the comics, that's not something that, well, I can't say in the comics because in the comics, Peter Parker was actually like a ladies man. He had a whole bunch of different girlfriends in the comics. Peter was a hoe. But yeah, but just being able to have those different parts of the character so you have your bruce wayne you have your batman i appreciate it because batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective batman is supposed to have all this knowledge mm-hmm. be extremely intelligent being able to view crime scenes in a different way and i feel like the batman really encapsulated that mm-hmm. they really and even though it was like real cheesy and kind of on the nose <laughs> for a lot of different areas but it did show that he was very methodical in the things that he looked at and kind of how he pervade like entire areas to put these clues together and having the riddler be sort of a zodiac killer type of villain rather than just somebody who what's He's black crazy, and white yeah. and red all over you know leaving stupid riddles around, around and actually putting like cryptographic puzzles and uh-huh. stuff like that i felt like it gave a lot of real world like groundness and in that sense yeah i felt like that batman was the most realistic cuz it wasn't batman. just about the fighting and the punching and the right. the actual Batman side of him. Like it was about the like you say, Bruce Wayne, the the detective, you mm-hmm. know? As opposed to just like, oh, like you say, the ruler wasn't just like, ah, you know, yeah. just leaving these <laughs> stupid little notes in these little cards. Yeah, you never catch me, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that DC can ever get their shit together to be on a Marvel's level? On Marvel's level, no. Yeah, is it this, because of the, is it because the 
the characters in half of the comics? No, it's, it's not even anything about the characters because you can take lesser known DC characters and still create a great movie. You can take the Suicide Squad as an example. And it's a great example because you look Milton? at, you look mm-hmm. at, no, you look at Suicide Squad. Huh? Milton? No, <laughs> that's my favorite fucking part. Like, I, I think I would have noticed me working with somebody named Milton. Who's Milton? <laughs> He's been with us the whole time. I think I'd have known a guy named Milton. Right, <laughs> Bro, that shit killed me. But the thing about it is, you take Suicide Squad with Will Smith and how absolutely horrible that movie was, and then you take the Suicide Squad with even lesser known villains yeah. as part of Task Force. Task Force X and how much of a better movie it was, you know, and it's just, it's not about the characters. It's about the people, the like writing, what you do with the them, directing, the writing, yeah. the directing, the type of they environment struggle, that you put They them struggle in. with consistency. They struggle with yeah. consistency and all this stuff like that. Whereas Marvel is clearly a long-term collaborative effort. Right. John Favreau. Yeah. you know Feige you know all of them it's a collaborative effort it's almost like they all go like okay I saw what you did with this movie mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure you know certain things reflect in my movie even right. though you're not directing this but when your character from your movie come in here I'm gonna make sure I stay true to it right. but you had Wonder Woman Wonder Woman did amazing mm-hmm. then you know Wonder Woman 84 came out yeah then you but even before that you completely changed because you had a different director for Justice League, you completely changed how the Amazons look, how they function. Right. You know, and all this stuff like that. It's like how we went from the Amazonians being these warriors that wore, that were completely covered and all this stuff like that to like them being half naked in... Fucking Joss Whedon. Yeah. That's and, what it is. Honestly, that's what it is. It was Joss Whedon. But, but it's like, so you just like was fuck consistency. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like DC fucks up in like the simplest ways. Like, they like screw consistency because like certain things are just not consistent from movie to movie. Like you said, you had the first Wonder Woman, which was great. Right. Then you had Wonder Woman 84 that was like, the villain is a rock. Like, what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> Like, I literally watched the whole movie. I'm like, so who's going to become like a real villain? And I'm like, so the villain is the rock. Like, everybody keeps wishing on this rock and yeah. causing problems. Like, the villain is the rock. Like, seriously? And then you get to like all these different other like movies. It's like, y'all don't keep the consistency on every, on anything. Y'all don't have a long-term plan. Y'all don't talk to each other. It just, every movie seems like its own movie. Right. And that's the problem with DC. Every movie is its own movie and never feels like it tied to the other universe. Hell, the sequels don't even feel like they tie to each other. True. Because like the same thing with Wonder Woman. First Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84 don't even feel like they're the same series. No, it's really not. And what I'm mad about DC is that they they have picked great people to play these roles. Yeah. Your boy who plays Superman, I love him as Henry Superman. Cavill as Superman, yeah, yeah. Henry great. Cavill as Superman, and I was actually, I was actually good with Ben Affleck as Batman. Me too. Didn't mind it. Did not mind it because he was a pretty, he was pretty damn good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I was, and I was ready to see him because here's the thing: we didn't get to see him truly play out Batman, which no. kind of sucks. And that's 
kind of like what the opposite of Robert Pattinson. We saw Robert Pattinson do a lot as Batman, but not a lot as Bruce Wayne. Exactly. We saw Ben Affleck yeah. do a whole lot as Bruce Wayne. And here's the thing: we didn't, we didn't get a ba- right. we didn't get a Batman movie with, with Bruce Wayne, and that's what it he is. Was sh- he, he was sharing a movie with with, with Superman, Superman, and then, and then he, he used Justice, Justice League. League, right? But he never got like a Batman movie for us to see him in full Batman glory. Do you believe you're going to? Cause I kind of, I kind of like the idea. <laughs> Cause I kind of like the idea that he has a voice changer, right? As opposed to Christian, <laughs> Christian Bale. Where is it? Where is it, Rachel? Rachel. We have sex. I know you wouldn't give it to me. I never said that. We have, we have sex. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Christian Bale's Batman. While the movies were pretty good. I'm pretty sure that was an acting choice that he probably regretted uh, going with because then he had to hold it for three movies. It's not even that he held it for three movies. He got worse each movie. Because your voice would be shot too if you had to actually do that foolishness. Because even in the first cool. one when he had to deal with the scarecrow, he was sitting on the balcony talking to the little kid and he was just talking like, you know, I am justice. And I want to make sure that I protect you. And it was just like a little raspy and just kind of just you can see he was just trying to change his voice. But then he gets into the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> and, that's all you hear. and then the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> because, like you say, it gets worse. Yeah. So by the end, the very end of the movie, it is the worst it ever is. So like I said, the final thing with him and Bane's oh, I like, <laughs> and me, me and Neek, me and Neek be weak laughing when he gets stabbed because he keeps the water. <laughs> 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 He gets stabbed. He gets stabbed at the end by ogre. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Since we talk about Batman's, who's the best? Who's your best favorite Batman? Michael Keaton. Facts. Your favorite yeah, Batman? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. As far as movie goes, yeah, Michael Keaton. I, I will say this: my favorite Batman of all time, even though he's not always in the public eye, Kevin Conroy, who is the voice of. Bruce Wayne and Batman and Batman animated series, the 90s animated show. He is my best Batman. Michael Keaton is, as far as live action Batman, he's my favorite. Kevin Conroy will always be Batman to me. Is that the Batman back in the day, WB Batman? Yeah. Yeah. From those, from that animated series. Yeah. Probably the best animated show to ever be created. Yeah, he was cool. Because that's the same one with, oh boy, is it Joker, right? Mark Hamill. Yeah, Yeah, Mark Hamill. Also best Joker. Yeah. Best yeah. Joker, like the best signature Joker laugh. Yeah, like I, I felt like that Batman, that animated version of Batman. He was like he, that Batman. He was like he was cold. Like he was like he was like I don't know. He was just like cold blooded. Like I felt like I felt like he was like man, bitch, fuck you, <laughs> fight you. Whenever he just, I agree with you. Best best animated Batman. Yes. Now. I, I feel like I, I honestly feel like what they need to do is do a clean a clean sweep a clean swipe. Oh, DC. <sighs> yes. See, here, here's the thing about DC is because they're behind the eight ball. They're trying to catch up right. to Marvel, and the thing about it is you they can't. had Batman versus Superman, and where mm-hmm. Marvel had Iron Man 
Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor. And then you introduce, you know, you introduce Black Widow and Captain America too. You introduce Hawkeye and Thor. <laughs> and then you bring them all together for the Avengers. Yep. Each person had their like spotlight. Hawkeye a little bit less than the others. Then, but then in the I Avengers, mean, do you really need that much spotlight on? Listen, don't shit on Hawkeye. I'm not going to shit on Hawkeye, but I'm just saying. But I mean, even in the first Avengers, he really didn't like have much. No, in, he didn't. He right. didn't. He didn't. And I'm glad he got a series. But like, See what a fucking born out. <laughs> exactly. There, there are robots outside. The city is flying, and I'm here. And a bow and arrow, but I'm gonna go outside because I'm an Avenger. The man knew what it was about, yeah, bro. He he knew him and Wanda were well aware that they were like ill-equipped yeah. to be with them, but they were still very helpful, right? Because like the two of them in the first Avengers, not Wanda. I mean, not Wanda. Like what up? What's her name though? Scarlett Johansson, Natasha Romanoff, Natasha, Natasha. Romanoff. Yeah. Because the two of them in the first Avengers, and she was like, doesn't this remind you of Budapest? He's like, me and you remember <laughs> you Budapest very you. differently. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, or like when Tony's like, hey, I'm bringing the party to you. She's like, I don't I don't see how that's a party. Because like the two of them know they are the most normal. Right. They have no superpowers. Nope. They're just very good skilled. at what they do. They're very skilled. They're very yeah. skilled, skilled, but they are very human. Right. And so they know they're ill-equipped, but they help anyway, you know? So I'm not going to shit on them. They were still very much amazing. But yeah, that's why they didn't really get much backstory. Mm-hmm. Because they just were, they were essentially just like shield agents, you know? Now, yeah. Did you see the trailer of the Black Adam? Yeah. What do you think... By Black Adam. So Black Adam is an it's, it's another thing as you're you're introducing all these characters where people don't necessarily have a connection to it because you got Hawkman, you got Adam Smasher, you got Doctor Fate, you know all these other characters in addition to Black Adam. So it is essentially an ensemble movie <clears throat> where you are introducing characters that you don't know a lot about unless you're familiar with the comics or you're familiar with the other DC properties. I'm not saying because I always want to give a movie the benefit of the doubt before I go in and watch it. So I'm not going to say that oh it's going to be horrible just because it's a DC property but but they do have a, excuse me they do have a lot of ground to cover but I know that The Rock this has been a passion project for The Rock for a long time right so the last time someone had a a passion project that they worked for a long time and they wanted to get in they wanted to get it made was Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool mm-hmm. and we saw what Ryan Reynolds was able to do with Deadpool and so like I said, I give it the benefit of the doubt. I feel like it may be a good movie. The special effects just from the trailer looks pretty good. So, I mean, I don't know a lot about the story of Black Adam outside of I know he's sort of a villain counterpart to Shazam for the most part. Right. So eventually they're going to bring Black Adam and Shazam together. Shazam has another movie coming out, Fury of the Gods, which also kind of looks pretty good. Shazam is probably my out of all the DC movies, I would say Shazam is probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Shazam Shazam was good. I think because Shazam was kind of a movie that wasn't trying to take itself too seriously because it really tapped into the idea of what if a child became yeah. a superhero even though you have Zachary Levi who is a full adult man mm-hmm. apparently he just it can tap into his inner child yeah. because he acted like a, a teenager very well but it just gave a lightheartedness in the movie and DC normally has these brooding very serious yeah, DC, Marvel has always been oh. the brighter mm-hmm. just 
Because even like color wise, yeah, you know, just theme wise, if you look at the comics and like costumes, and that's where I costumes and just the feel. Right, Marvel has always been felt like the more comedic, lighter, yeah, version of stuff because they always all the heroes wear brighter colors mm-hmm. and da da da. Whereas DC has always been the darker side of things. I right. feel. So yeah, like you say, Shazam to be the more lighthearted, tap into the comedic aspect, you know, kind of helped it a little bit because it does, it does make sense to be kind of funny. Like you said, what if a teenager became a superhero that was a full-fledged adult man? Right. So of course he would do stupid stuff like, oh, we can buy liquor now. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> I mean, get sick immediately. And it was kind of the same thing like when the siblings became, you know, the rest of them, yeah. you know, especially like the little, little girl right. played by Megan Good. And she's like, oh, look. You know? Yeah, I'm just excited about because it. Because she's freaking like, what, seven, seven? eight? Yeah, you know, so of like course that. she's going to be like, oh, look at this. You know, mm-hmm. even though she looks like an adult, she's still going to be like a kid, you right. know. But yeah, like you say, all the DC stuff is like, pretty dark normally right. dark and gritty and all this other yeah, kind of stuff but it yeah. just sucks that it keeps getting pushed back right. which worries me yeah but I mean everything in DC right now is getting pushed back yeah Aquaman well and that's the thing so oh. Shazam was supposed to be towards the end of this year now it's going to be in March and so now it's bumping Aquaman to Aquaman later in the year bumped anyway because they got to do reshoots because they're taking Amber Heard out yeah oh so they taking her out yeah Ooh. <laughs> Flash is still set to come out though. There's no talks about replacing Ezra Miller. No talks about scrapping that whole movie. Can they find Ezra Miller? You know what? (laughs) That's a whole. That's like a whole. He's missing. He's missing, and he's like beating up kids in Hawaii. It's crazy. He's wanted in Vermont or something too. Yeah, he's like wanted in the weirdest places. What the fuck? I don't know. He's tripping. Dude is lost his goddamn mind. But I got to bounce because I got groceries getting delivered to my apartment. Oh, you tramp. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were going to be going this long. Never plan a podcast with us to go short. Well, you didn't mention that when you asked me to guest on the podcast. Usually people who come on, they don't have shit mapped out. I'm sorry that I have a life. Usually. (laughs) So you're trying to say this is not a life? That's what you're saying? (laughs) Listen, man, I just need my groceries. That's all. Well, you guys, this is the end of the podcast. Somebody <laughs> get their fucking groceries. I'll be back on another one. Bring, invite, invite me back to another oh, one. Yeah. I'll be back. No, we're definitely going to bring you back. I can talk about this shit all day. Well, make sure you order your groceries before you fucking come. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> make sure you do that. Well, you guys, this has been a lovely evening. Spire, would you like to you plug know, everything? Plug everything. Please? Yeah. Again, two podcasts. You can find the Spider Bites podcast, and that's Bites, B Y T E S. You can find us on all of your major podcast streaming platforms. You can tweet at us at Spider Bites Cast, or you can watch All Things Super. All Things Super is available on YouTube. Just search for All Things Super. You can find us also on your podcast streaming platforms, or you can tweet at us at AT Super Pod. You looking him up now? You can look him up. I already got him. Oh. <laughs> you just got on your phone like, oh, so this should know. Make sure my groceries ain't on the way. Uh, <laughs> but no, man, I'm glad that you came, bro. It was I a appreciate pleasure. you having me. It was a lot um, of fun. Like I say, next time, definitely it's going to be even more of a blessing. Get all the introductions out of the way so everybody knows who I am now. That's right. Yep, now we need to jump, right jump into, into it, it next time. Yeah. In.
Just jump in this thing. You guys, once more, thank you for tuning into another episode of All But Yeah. Make sure you do subscribe, listen. You can follow us on Instagram at all underscore but underscore yeah. That's A W W underscore B U T underscore Y E A H. That's Instagram and Twitter. Creel, anything else? And he follows us on all personal stuff too. Yeah, follow us on all personal Creel stuff. Creel Vixen, Retro Ralph. Find us. Holler at us. Connect. Until next time, you guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of But Yeah, this is Retro. And this is your girl Creole. And that was Spider. Give me his girl trees. Yep. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Get your girl Creole. Let's go. Get your girl Creole. She bought Retro. She bought Retro. Yeah.